Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, it's Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 178 of the People Powered Business Podcast. So great to have you here today. The time of recording, the sun is shining and the weather is starting to get warmer, which is making me very, very happy indeed. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I have a very quick favor to ask you. Um, Now, this is particularly for our long-term listeners of the podcast, but if you're new to the podcast and you feel so inclined, I would completely appreciate this as well. What I would love you to do is, if you're enjoying the podcast and you love listening to the episodes, would you mind heading over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a rating and review? pretty please. It will only take a couple of moments of your time and it really just helps other business owners, leaders and managers to know that this is a great podcast for them and also helps me understand what your favorite episodes are. So if you are leaving a review, let me know what topics you love hearing about, maybe what episode you've enjoyed recently and maybe a takeaway or an aha moment from that episode. It would be really, really helpful in me understanding uh, what you're enjoying and what to bring you more of on the podcast. So if you could take a moment, I would be eternally grateful. Now, today we are having a quick compliance update for you on this week's episode. And look, to be fair, we have had more than our fair share of compliance updates this year in 2023. And that's because there have been so many changes. And um, I can tell you there's more changes coming, hopefully nothing too earth shattering. But today I wanted to update you on the recent changes to the parental leave pay scheme. There's going to be a lot of big words in today's episode. I will try not to get tongue tied. But There have recently been some changes to the parental leave paid scheme. So what I wanted to update you on today is what exactly is that scheme? What am I talking about? What's changed and what you need to know and do as an employer to help your team navigate these changes. So it'll be a quick episode today, but I just want to bring you up to date with these changes because if you do have team members who have recently had a child or adopted a child or you have team members who will be going through that process in the future, this information will be really, really helpful for you. So firstly, I want to chat about what parental leave pay is, because this can be one of the most confusing areas of employing staff. If you've had staff go on parental leave or access parental leave pay, you'll know that it's actually fairly complicated, unfortunately. So the parental leave pay scheme is a payment which is funded by the Australian government to help families who are taking time off in order to care for a newborn or a newly adopted child. So this is a payment which is facilitated by Services Australia. So the employer does not pay, although often the way the payment works is Services Australia pay the employer, who in turn pays the employee, but there's no out-of-pocket costs for the employer in this scheme. Now, here's where the confusion lies. This is not a type of leave. So the order of the words is important. It is a parental leave pay scheme. So it's a payment by the government for people who are currently on parental leave from their job, which is unpaid. 
that's where the biggest point of confusion lies. This isn't a different type of leave. It's a payment for someone who is taking leave from their job. So people will typically access this payment when they are on unpaid parental leave, which is the the 12 months unpaid leave that employees get access to under the Fair Work Act. And they may also concurrently be taking annual leave or something like that whilst accessing parental leave pay. So that can happen too. Now, as I said, it is confusing because of the order of the words. And actually, until recently, they used to call it the paid parental leave scheme. So it sounded like a type of leave. So it's no wonder it was confusing to everyone. So it's definitely not a form of leave, but it is a payment for employees to access while they are taking unpaid leave. Now, if you are a business that offers paid parental leave to your employees, then they still can probably access this government-funded leave as well in addition. So that's great for them. Um, so they that your current policy, if you have a policy to pay for parental leave, shouldn't impact their ability to access this. Now, again, employers wear no cost and your employees will need to apply directly to Services Australia to get access to this payment. So you need to help them navigate to Services Australia. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about that later in the episode. So this type of payment has been around for quite a few years now. So if you've had staff go on parental leave or maternity leave in recent years, they've probably accessed this and you've probably had involvement in forms and paperwork and and processing the payments for them. So it's not, a, it's not a new thing, but they have made some changes. So from the 1st of July, 2023, the old scheme has been updated. So if you've had staff use this kind of payment before, you will know that previously there has been 18 weeks of parental leave pay, which was paid at the national minimum wage, and then two weeks of what they previously called dad and partner pay, again paid at the national minimum wage. Now, from the 1st of July 2023, what they've done is combined those two things together into one 20-week entitlement to parental leave pay. Now, it's 20 weeks still paid at the national minimum wage. That hasn't changed. Now, if you've got an employee whose baby was born or who uh, adopted a child prior to the 1st of July 2023, the old scheme still applies to them. So they've still got the 18 weeks plus dad and partner pay. That's the old way. That still applies to them. But if the child is born from the 1st of July or placed in adoption from the 1st of July 2023, the new scheme applies. So the new scheme is 20 weeks, but more specifically 100 days. The reason the days is important, becomes evident in a moment. And the purpose is that people access this payment while they care for a newborn or newly adopted child. Now, the other key change, aside from combining the 18 weeks and two weeks into one 20-week block, and it's not a block, and I'll explain that in a moment, is there's now a whole lot more flexibility about when these days are taken, how these days are taken, and who takes these days. So under the old scheme, that 18 weeks that I mentioned, that had to be taken in an initial 12-week block minimum. And then you had a flexibility piece, which was the other 60 days that could be taken at different times. So you had to take a 12-week block initially, and then you could take the other 60 days at a later date. That's changed. There is so much more flexibility in how employees can access this 100 days. So now, from the 1st of July 2023, employees have up to two years 
after the birth or adoption of the child to use up all of their days. There's no minimum bulk period that needs to be taken all at once anymore. It can be taken completely flexibly. And also, your employees now get to choose how they and their partner share these 20 weeks. So it's not the birth parent or primary adoptive parent taking the 18 weeks and the dad or partner taking the two weeks. They can choose how they share this entirely, which is great. What I will say, though, is the birth mother or the first adoptive parent, they have to approve the shared entitlement. So they get a say here. Um, in terms of how it's shared, they have to approve the partner's access to this pay, which makes some sense in certain circumstances where maybe there's a challenging dynamic there. So they have to approve it, but a couple can work together to decide how to use this, which is great. And they can take up to 10 days concurrently or at the same time. So that usually happened in the old scheme where someone would access their dad and partner pay for two weeks whilst their partner was also on the pay, the parental leave pay. So that was happening pretty commonly previously, and that can still happen. So up to 10 days or two weeks can be taken at the same time. So it can be taken in days. So it could be one day here, one day there, or it could be taken in a block of a week or two weeks. Now, one parent is limited to 90 days. So of the 100 days, the couple can't decide that one parent's going to take the entire 100 days up to 90 days can be taken by one parent unless this is a single parent arrangement and then they get the full access. But if it's a couple, then one parent can only take 90 days and the other 10 days are for the other parent to take. Getting confused yet? <laughs> Let me recap that bit. So we've changed from having 18 weeks paid parental leave of parental leave pay and two weeks out in partner pay to having 20 weeks or 100 days of parental leave pay that can be accessed by both parents in a flexible way anytime up to two years after the birth or adoption, but the one parent has a maximum allotment of 90 days unless they're a single parent. Hopefully that makes sense. There's quite a bit there. So generally speaking, an employee can access this payment whilst they're on unpaid parental leave, which is generally the case, uh, but also they could access it while they're on paid annual leave, for example. They just can't be working. That's really important. They can't be attending work and getting access to this payment for, for the days. It is still at the national minimum, minimum wage. That certainly hasn't changed. And generally, as I said, they can't work whilst they're receiving this payment. There are a couple of exceptions to that, but there is so much flexibility in how this is now able to be used an employee could take some parental leave pay whilst they're on maybe unpaid parental leave or maybe they're taking some of their long service or annual leave, then return to work and then take further days or blocks of weeks down the track. So I'm going to chat in a moment about managing that from an employer's perspective because I've had you know a lot of our people-powered HR members have been asking about this particularly, the management of the return to work from leave and people then accessing these days at other times and is it going to be disruptive for business. So I will get to that in a moment. Now, what I will say also is there still are tests that your employee needs to pass in order to access this parental leave pay. So those tests have been updated but are still very similar to the old scheme. 
So they still have to meet an income test. So their individual income needs to be now uh, under about 160000 for the year. Or if they don't meet that test, they can combine their income with their partner and the combined couple's income needs to be under 350000 for the year. So the income test still exists. The work test, so they have to have worked at least 10 of the 13 months prior to the birth or adoption and at least 330 hours of work. So it's not a high bar. If someone's been doing some casual work, they're going to meet that, no problems at all. And there are also some residency rules as well. So those uh, criteria haven't changed significantly from the old scheme. They've just been mapped across and obviously the amounts have been updated. So let's recap the changes. We've gone from 18 plus two weeks to one 20-week allocation or amount. It equals 100 days and it can be taken in days or weeks. So there's complete flexibility about how and when it's taken has to be taken within two years of the birth or adoption of the child. And both parents have access to flexibly taking this leave with one parent being capped at 90 days, uh, unless they're a single parent. So quite a bit of flexibility. So from your employee's perspective, this is great. It's going to give them a lot more flexibility in how they manage this payment and access this payment. But as I mentioned, for some employers, there are some concerns about managing the return from leave because there potentially might be less certainty around when someone might return from leave and access this payment. So what do you need to know and do right now when it comes to these changes? The first thing I'd say is you just need to understand what the changes are and how they might apply to your employees, particularly if you've got employees that maybe have taken Maybe you've had a baby previously and had accessed the old parental leave pay scheme, now are going on leave again at the end of the year, maybe for another child, and they may not be aware of these changes and how they might apply to them. So just understanding how the changes might apply and referring your employees directly to Services Australia so they can get individual advice for their specific circumstances. Because of the income test, the work test, the residency tests, and all those other things, Services Australia really are the best place for them to get advice from. And I do think it's better that you just refer your employees directly there rather than you trying to gather the information and interpret it for them so that there's no confusion or nothing's lost in translation. You can definitely support them with getting that information, but I do think it's really important they get it directly because their individual circumstances will matter in terms of how they access this payment. So just directing them to Services Australia. Their website's got loads of information. I'm sure there's a helpline they can call and get the information that they need. Now, I think importantly from a management perspective, understanding how this is going to interact with your internal unpaid parental leave and other leave policies. And I think, to be honest, whilst there's concerns about, oh, but they're going to be able to return then take more leave, That's all true, but they can only take these additional days whilst they're not working, which means they have to have applied for leave with you in order to be able to access those days. So the biggest takeaway I would say in terms of an action for an employer is update your leave policy. Make sure you've got tight parameters in there around notice, notification, request processes. You know, with unpaid parental leave, we're asking, and this is a standard in the Fair Work Act, for 10 10 weeks notice of their um, intention to take unpaid parental leave, including details of return dates and all those sorts of things. So it's about actively managing your leave process. That is what's going to help you navigate these changes and navigate your employees accessing their parental leave pay in different ways. But it doesn't change their access to leave 
as you facilitate it and the processes they need to follow and your internal leave policies. So if you don't have a leave policy or if your leave policy is a bit loosey-goosey right now, that would be my biggest takeaway for you. Get your leave policy updated. Make sure you've got parameters and expectations in there around notification, application, approval processes, and that's going to help protect you and give you certainty about navigating these changes with your team. And of course, as always, if in doubt, get some help from a professional. There are loads of us out there that can help you with this. So get some support, reach out to us, uh, join our people-powered HR community and get the help you need. That's the best place for it. So to recap today's episode, we've looked at what parental leave pay is and what the parental leave pay scheme means, what's changed and what you need to know and do. And updating your leave policy is my number one takeaway for you. I hope that's been a helpful little compliance update for you. As always, if you'd like to connect with other business owners who are facing similar challenges when it comes to these kind of things, please join us over in our Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. You'll find the link directly in today's show notes, which is available wherever you're listening to this episode. Um, Or of course, just head over to Facebook groups and search HR Support Australia. Okay, that is it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode.